This podcast is made possible by Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield, the whole health company. Welcome to Go Bronx Podcast, Episode 11. I'm Olga Luz. And I'm Angel. This week, we will talk about the Bronx Archipelagos. We are the borough of salsa, the birthplace of hip-hop, the borough of parks, and as it turns out, the borough of islands. The Bronx has over 20 islands, the most of all the other boroughs. They were used for prisons, cemeteries, asylums, infectious hospitals, and other purposes, some nefarious. These islands still hold some stories that would forever be recorded in the annals of Bronx history. It may not seem that way, but some islands were attached to the mainland Bronx, which I'll mention in a little while. Let's start with some of the Pelham Islands. Well, Angel, if I may, I'd like to start with City Island, because, you know, it's my favorite. It was known by other names before it became City Island. It was called Minowitz, or Great Minifort, or the Great Island, to name a few. These interesting terms have been used in early Bronx history to designate the island. The idea behind City Island was from a man by the name of Benjamin Palmer, who in the 1760s convinced investors to purchase the island from the Pell family and help start a new city on that island, with ports to rival those in lower New York Harbor. Palmer envisioned the city as being profitable to farming communities along the Long Island Sound, while sparing them the hazards of sailing the troubled Hellgate waters to get to Manhattan. Yet most of Benjamin Palmer's investors had been Tories, supporters of the British, and Palmer could not get the new American government to recognize their right to rule the island and to create the city they had dreamed about. Today, City Island is a thriving community and a tourist attraction with some of the best seafood restaurants in New York. High Island, now attached to City Island by bridge on its north end, is home to a radio tower for WCBS and WFAN radio. What about the cluster of other islands near City Island? Hart Island, just to the north, was once called Little Miniford to distinguish it from Great Miniford. Owned by the Pell family, like most of the islands sitting in the lower Long Island Sound, it started to be known as Hart Island in 1777. It is believed to have been a game preserve, for the Old English translation for the word deer is the word heart. During the Civil War, the island was used by the federal government to house Union troops and to imprison Confederate troops as well. Prison conditions were terrible and led to many deaths due to disease. The city acquired the island in 1869 from architect and designer Charles Haight. And the same year, the first civilian burial was that of an orphan, Louisa Van Slyke. Today, the island is used as a potter's field where unidentified and the poor are interred. During the Cold War, Nike missile silos were once erected there. Then there was the chimney sweeps, seen from the sands of Orchard Beach. These two small islands are believed to have received their name since they resemble the cleaning tool. These reefs are said to have seen marine wrecks going back to revolutionary times. A Charles Swan attempted a restaurant and recreational colony there in the early 20th century. The Blauses are slightly northwest of Hart Island, in which the origin of their name probably derives from the Old English word blazer, or marker, or guide. Another hint would be their bluish hue, 
that might have caused the early Dutch mariners to dub them the Blouches, meaning the Little Blues. Yet Rat Island presents more of a mystery. The origin of the name itself has not been fully determined, but there are clues such as when Hart Island, located nearby, operated prisons on its grounds many years ago. Escapees would swim onto Rat Island as a byway to the mainland, like river rats. Another story lends itself to an infectious disease quarantine hospital that was once located on the island, in which it attracted a lot of vermin, hence the name. It was also nicknamed the Pelham Pest House. And there is a statue of William Tell, the Swiss folk hero installed on Rat Island. The actual owner of the island, a Swiss City Island resident, had the monument installed there. We talk about this in Episode 9, Famous Bronx Monuments. We also have the South and East Nonations, also seen from the shores of Orchard Beach and northeast of Hart Island. These two small reefs are said to have gotten their names from the corruption of the phrase, No Nation. The story goes that during the early days, the Dutch and English refused to quarrel over these small land bodies, that they pretty much left them unclaimed by No Nation. While we have other islands in our Pelham Bay Park vicinity, such as Twin Island, Two Trees Island, Hog Island, and Danny Hat Island, which, by the way, all have been scoured for Native American artifacts and have proven not to disappoint over the years. Many do not know that Hunter's Island was attached in the 1930s to create Orchard Beach, the Bronx Riviera. The island is named after John Hunter, a noted New York State senator and businessman who built in the early 19th century a marvelous Georgian-style mansion with tall Doric columns. The mansion was apparently visited by former President Martin Van Buren and Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's older brother. It was demolished by the city in the 1930s. We will be back with more Bronx Islands after this quick break. The world has changed a lot in the last year, and more than ever, you need health insurance you can rely on. Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield is the whole health company, and that means they are dedicated to improving the health and well-being of everyone in the Bronx and throughout the New York service area. They've been supporting the health of Bronxites for 86 years, providing you access to high-quality, affordable care. To learn how you can make a whole health connection, go to empireblue.com. Sigourney Weaver here to tell you about the New York Botanical Garden, 250 acres, 1 million plants, and you. Now open in the Bronx. Plan your visit at nybg.org. City Bike is expanding to the Bronx. Membership is only $179 annually. New Yorkers who live in NYCHA or receive SNAP benefits can take advantage of the discounted City Bike membership for only $5 a month. Visit citybikenyc.com pricing to get started. We have another collection of islands in the East River, just south of the Bronx Shores. North and South Brother Islands were first spotted by Dutch explorer Adrian Block in 1614, along with a surrounding cluster of islets which he called Dugesellen, a Dutch term meaning brethren. Rather than the familiar meaning, the islands represented the commercial brothers of the Dutch West India Company. After 1708, they were known as the Brothers. Over the centuries, North Brother Island has served many civic and federal purposes, such as a hospital, 
army barracks, a prison, and quarantine station. On June 15, 1904, North Brother Island was the scene of the terrible General Slocum disaster. The excursion steamer beached on its shore in sheets of flame in which over 1,000 people, mostly women and children, died. The infamous typhoid Mary Malone was also quarantined in, on that island. She later died in 1938. Colonel Jacob Rupert, brewer and owner of the New York Yankees, purchased South Brother Island in 1894 and erected a summer house there. Rumor has it that Babe Ruth, the Big Bambino, would smack home runs right into the East River from it. Rupert also advertised 25-cent ferry rides from East 138th Street in Mott Haven to see the baseball team of the Negro League's New York Cuban Giants play on his island. Rikers Island belonged to the Dutch West India Company until 1664, when Abram Riker petitioned and received from the Dutch a patent to use it as a farm. In the 19th century, the Riker family maintained their ownership until 1850, when they sold it to the city. During the Civil War, Rikers Island was used to train black troops. In 1862, the first black regiment was organized and trained for combat there. By the turn of the 20th century, the island was used as a collection point for ashes, cinders, and garbage by the Department of Street Cleaning. Right for development, in 1936, a seven-story prison hospital was built, and since then, 50 buildings have been added to house the prison population. When we come back, we'll learn about some more islands that make up the Bronx archipelago. And now for a little segment we like to call Yo Angel. Yo Olga. Why are the colors on the Bronx flag orange, white, and light blue? To answer that one, we need to go back to the Dutch period in Bronx history. We all know that old New York was once New Amsterdam, a Dutch trading outpost located in New Netherland, which is roughly the tri-state area today. It is what we know as the southern tip of the island of Manhattan. Well, the Dutch flag that was widely used at the time had the same colors our borough flag uses today, orange, white, and light blue. The orange stripe, which sits on top, honors William I, Prince of Orange, who led the revolt against the Spanish Empire in the Netherlands in the 1560s. This flag is also known as the Prince's flag. The white stripe, which sits in the middle, represents purity and integrity in government. And the bottom light blue stripe represents the close relationship with the sea. By 1639, the Dutch were an economic power in the mid-Atlantic, and gentlemen merchants like Jonas Bronck, in whom our borough's name drew inspiration, sailed for New Amsterdam to reap in the financial opportunities. Although he lived in what we now call the Bronx for a very short time, our borough's flag was inspired by the time in which Jonas Bronck arrived, when the Dutch were a force to reckon with in the New World. And now you know. Now, what about the other islands that were attached to the mainland Bronx? Let's name a few, shall we? Okay, well, many don't know that Port Morris was an island too. Planned by Governor Morris Jr. as a deep water port, Port Morris was a swampy island called Stony Point, bound by Bungay Creek, 
before the creek was landfilled to attach the island to the mainland in the 1850s. The Wegwiskeek natives called it Keskaketch, meaning the stony ground. You can learn more about Governor Amaris in Episode 2 of our podcast. The Bronx River had its own islands, like Ludlow's Island near the mouth of the East River, belonging to the historic Ludlow family of Soundview. That island was absorbed into today's Soundview Park. In the 1880s, when the regions along the Bronx River in the upper central part of the Bronx had a substantial French population, a person named E. Dubois owned an island of the same name. This small island was in the Bronx River north of East 205th Street, After the river was straightened in the 1920s, the island was attached to the West Bank. Just south on the West Bank of the river, French Charlie's was a well-known picnic grounds and the location of a French restaurant of which French Charlie Mangan was the proprietor in the 1890s. Hey, Olga, I'd like to mention one more. It's the only island that sits on the northwest end of the Bronx. The Wegwiskeets called it Papaparino. Colonists called it the Island Farm. Today, we call it Kingsbridge, which was then an island formed by twin branches of the Tibbetts Brook and Spitendival Creek. Paparinimo meant place of false starts in Muncie, alluding to the double tide caused by the Hudson and Harlem Rivers. Just as an add-on, Marble Hill, which is that Manhattan community physically located on the Bronx mainland, was once attached to the northernmost tip of Manhattan Island until 1895. It was then that the U.S. Ship Canal was cut through its southern border, severing it from Manhattan Island and becoming its own island in the middle of the Spitendival Creek. It was not until 1914 that Marble Hill was reattached to the land, but on the Bronx side. This is why the Bronx is technically not the only borough on the mainland United States. Well, Angel, I enjoyed island hopping with you. Thank you. That is our show this week. Thank all of you for tuning in to our Go Bronx pod, produced by the Bronx Tourism Council and made possible by Blue Cross Blue Shield, the whole health company. Additional support is provided by NYC and Company. Mucho thanks to the Huntington Free Library and Reading Room for serving as our makeshift recording studio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GoBXPod. If you like us, tell your friends. And if they already like us, make some new friends and then tell them. For information about this episode and more, visit GoBronxPod.com. And while you're there, subscribe to our e-newsletter to get the latest and greatest news from and about the Bronx. As As always, always, I'm Olga Luce. And I'm Angel. Bronx Bronx for yours. yours.